Hello and welcome to The Nourished Soul. I'm your host, Christopher Ian. I'm here to educate, uplift, and inspire others in the areas of wellness, lifestyle, beauty, and personal growth. My mission is to spread joy and help you to learn to love the skin you're in through physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. We take a holistic approach to wellness to help you on your journey to self-love and living a more high vibe and joyful life. The French have a saying, beyond dans ses peaux, which loosely translate as being well in one's own skin. It's about everything it takes to be comfortable in your skin, from the world we live in, to what we put in and on our bodies, to how we care for ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. My mission is to help both women and men fall in love with the skin they're in through my passion for beauty, lifestyle, and wellness. Conversations on the nourished soul will be centered around clean beauty, wellness, yoga, meditation, nutrition, body positivity, spirituality, personal growth, self-care, self-love, and everything high-vibe living. So let's dive right into today's podcast episode. Hello and welcome. I hope everybody had a great holiday, um, a wonderful start to your new year. I enjoyed my two weeks off from work. It was a very lovely, nice winter break that I needed, although it did feel like it went by super fast. Um, So here we are in the new year. It's January 7th, and I think this is the time of year where people really start to look forward and plan and set goals and That's kind of where I've been, even though I've been setting goals since, I don't know, June. But that's kind of like this time of the year. And I kind of want to do a whole podcast episode on goal setting and share my goals with you guys. Um, If you're curious about my goals, I actually just shared 21 goals for 2021 on my Instagram post today. So you can pop over there, check those out, let me know what you think. And then definitely comment and let me know what your goal or one of your goals is for 2021. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and said, you know, 2020 was such a crazy year that 2020 was really about surviving. And I know the pandemic, everything that's going on is not over. But for me, 2021 is really going to be about thriving. I want to move out of that survival mode that I was in for most of 2020 and really start to spend some time focusing inwards, personal growth, exploration, discovery, and all of the things related to my goals. And one of the things that I shared with my goals today on the Instagram post was that it seems like a lot of goals. 21 seems like a lot of goals. And to be honest, I actually have way more than 21 on my list. I just happened to pick 21 of those to share with you guys on Instagram. But I know it seems like a lot, but for me, it's not necessarily about achieving those goals. Obviously, those are goals that I'm creating and I want to achieve, but it's more about the journey along the way towards the end goal. So it's about that process of like growth and discovery that I can do as I work these small actionable steps towards these end goals. So really learning more about myself and becoming a better version of myself through the small actionable steps that I'll take towards these goals. It's not so much about the end goal. So just keep that in mind. When you're setting your goals, a lot of times people will set some really big goals And then they'll get upset or depressed or stressed trying to achieve those or maybe not achieving them. And don't let it be about that. Let it be about the process along the way. And that leads me into today's quote, which is actually from Bruce Lee. So I found this pretty interesting quote, but it totally fits with what I was just talking about. And he says, a goal is not always meant to be reached. It often serves simply as something to aim at. I love that. Totally fits with exactly what I'm talking about. So I have all these goals. They're things that I do want to achieve, and I will achieve most of them. But I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm going to enjoy the process. I'm going to enjoy the journey. I'm going to find joy in the journey. 
So that is our quote of the week. And then I'm going to share one of the things I'm really loving right now. This year, I decided to deepen my connection to God and to my faith. Um, So I've started a prayer journal where I will um, write down prayers or um, Bible verses that really stand out to me and kind of thinking about those. Um, I did get a prayer journal um, from Amazon, and it's called The Weekly Prayer Project, A Challenge to Journal, Pray, Reflect, and Connect with God. Um, And it has some weekly prompts um, and Bible verses in different topics, and it just gives you kind of that time to really reflect on those and write any things that come along with it, and then it does have some journaling prompts as well. So I'm going to do that, but in addition to that, I'm also keeping a separate prayer journal, which is just more of me when things come up or um, things that I learned from going to church um, and things that are in my own mind or Bible verses that I come across as I read. Um, That's another goal, actually, I didn't share, is to read the Bible. So I'm reading Bible verses every morning and every night. And just taking both of those prayer journals to really find a deeper connection. So loving this prayer journal, if you something you might be interested in, I highly recommend you check it out because it has a lot of set prompts and stuff that just make that really easy. So we're going to dive into, as we're sitting here talking about faith and spirituality, uh, we're going to dive into today's episode. Um, Josh is someone I actually met on Instagram, and we started having some really amazing conversations around spiritual paths. And as you'll learn in this episode, Josh grew up with a kind of split household in a way, um, but one parent was very uh, Muslim, and then Josh kind of found his way into his current spiritual practice, which is based on witchcraft. Um, But I'll let you listen and learn a bit, a little bit more about Josh. Um, also in this episode, I kind of come out of the woo-woo spiritual closet a little bit, I guess. Um, so something that I have had as part of me for many, many, many years, but have never really shared or vocalized that to anybody. So (laughs) this is a very scary thing to share in this episode, but I hope that you guys take something out of it. And in addition to that, um, Josh shares a lot about him learning tarot cards, and he actually does a reading for me, which was very accurate, and I definitely got some clarity around some situations. So let me stop talking. We're going to dive right into this conversation with Josh from The Magician's Menagerie. Hi, welcome, Josh. Um, you prefer Josh or Joshua? It doesn't matter, honestly. Okay. Because I prefer Christopher, but I don't get upset if people say Chris and people are always like, well, you should just pick one. And I'm like, I really don't care, but I prefer Christopher. Yeah. So Josh is good. Yeah, that's fine. So why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, like um, what you do now and like where they can find you online? Um, Well, I am Joshua or Josh, whichever people want to call me. Um, I am here in Altamont Springs. I am a contractor um, for um, one of the staffing agencies here in Orlando and um, I am on two different Instagrams. I'm on my photography slash kind of more, I don't want to say artsy side, which is JN Photo 37. And my tarot um, channel, I guess, channel um, is The Magician's Menagerie. And that one, um, I just post pictures or I'm starting to post pictures of my different cards and just statuses and stuff of what they're saying or just pictures of, you know, some of the different artwork and stuff like that. I've been here in Orlando, Altamont area for almost two years now since moving from like the Hampton Roads, Newport News area of Virginia. And 
it's been a great so far two years besides the pandemic very cool and um i'll leave all of your um information in the show notes as well so people can check you out there and i think that's how we first connected too is through your photography account and you take some really amazing photography so i love your account there and always sharing or seeing what you're sharing magician's menagerie is like new for you so that's kind of cool to see you like grow into that too um where did that name come from honestly the magician like magician part is my all-time favorite card in the tarot and a lot of people love the magician as well because of the symbolism with him or her depending on however you identify as um but the magician represents the um manifester the doer the person that has all the different tools at their disposal to promote to attract to um invoke anything that they want to come into their lives and produce out as well and just the card itself is stunning for me and the word menagerie you know I've always heard from like you know ain't not ancient but like more sophisticated literature and everything and reading up on the definition it's like exotic animals and stuff in cages almost like a zoo like an exotic zoo and I was thinking the cards themselves in their boxes bags whatever you store them in are in their own little cages you know and each card or pack of cards has their own story their own energy their own personality in them and it's nice to see the different styles and the different um, artworks and kind of get a feel of each different one. So it's like, I already have like a myriad collection of cards. So (laughs) just trying to um, display them all and have people be interested. Oh, be like, Oh, like I'm going to see what they, um, this card or this set of cards says about for me or um, I'm going to know what these cards say because the artwork is pretty or something. You know, people connect to those different art styles and stuff because something about it is drawn, drawing them in. And that's how you also connect with the cards, too. Do you, so I know you read tarot, but you also read oracle cards. Do you have a favorite deck? And do you prefer, prefer tarot over oracle or vice versa? Um, for tarot, I would say my all-time favorite is actually one of my most recent purchases is called the tarot of heaven and earth and it's very almost christian catholic imagery in the sense of um in the high priestess picture it's the virgin mary like literally her in her white habit and everything and then the magician in the tarot looks just like jesus like full on like hair and like body and all that stuff. The style of that deck is very much like the universally known Rider Weight Tarot, which is where everyone usually reads from or learns to read from um, because it's the most well known deck. It's the most teachable deck because people like to. Um, go with that first and then go into other decks because sometimes if you go straight into one deck you're like I don't understand a lot of what's going on because I only see what's in the book you know that comes with the deck learning from the original you get all that symbolism and then you can apply it to other decks and see how everything kind of intermingles with the decks themselves so it's interesting um oracle decks or oracle cards um i don't have a favorite only because oracle cards are they're very straightforward with their messages there's no deviance 
because with tarot decks, you can kind of bend the imagery to what you can see and what your um, imagination or third eye has to say versus what is on the Oracle cards where it's like one image, one message and an explanation of said message. You know, the card, like tarot cards are more flexible in a sense, but they still have a um, structure to them. Oracle cards are pretty much square. I would say tarot cards are very um, multifaceted in a sense. The more three-dimensional, I would say. Yeah, I used to have a bunch of Oracle card decks and you're correct, like it's very like, this is the message and like there's not much interpretation in it really. Um, I've seen a lot of cool decks out there. So that's kind of interesting. How did you like get into this, um, like learning to do tarot and Oracle cards? Was this something you were always drawn to? Yeah, I would say um, ever since like mid-July, early August, I really wanted to learn more and teach myself, okay, I need to get back into the spiritual side of things because at my one job, it was really kind of stressful. I couldn't stand working there and having my spiritual side lack and then focus more on the um, uh, physical realm of myself. And I really wanted to get back in touch with my other side because that's more of who I am as a person is big into mysticism, big into spirituality, big into magic and witchcraft and stuff and learn really reconnecting with the cards and that side of me helped a lot, take a lot of stress away. I started by, you know, having my decks that I have already and like buying other decks too, was um, doing single card pulls, three card pulls, just shuffling, seeing what comes out, like if there's jumpers, um, meaning like sometimes there are messages that want to come out and like say like, hey, like I actually have something to say. So pay attention, read, like not really in order, but just like lay them out one by one and see each meaning of the card and then try to combine them all to make a story. And that's what sometimes people do with cards is you piece together the cards in a sense where you have a single, like a single story, basically. Some people, they do one by one by one by one, and they can't really connect sometimes with other cards in relation to them. I would say once you learn more and once you study and connect and practice, and I mean practice with people, yourself, strangers, um, friends, even family, you start to get that flow a lot easier and it starts to make more sense. Yeah, I used to follow, I used to be a huge follower of Doreen Virtue and I had all of her Oracle decks and books and like she used to do like a weekly reading where she would pull three cards and the first card was like the beginning of the week and the second card was middle of the week and the third card was the end of the week. And I liked how it all, like she was able to tie them all together. Yeah, I, I definitely think that like when you're doing a reading, it can't just be like one card, one card. Like you were saying, like there's like a deeper message and they all like relate to one another in some way. Do you do anything other than cards? like as far as readings? I guess I can say like in person, um, I do, I guess, intuitive reading or just like really energy exchange between me and another person. And we, you know, just close our eyes, meditate, and we have our hands either touching or just above each other, just so that the energy can flow within that space and stuff and I tell them you know like hey there's this thing that I'm seeing there are these people there's this object you know something 
that comes in and a lot of times I'm just like, is there anything with the spirit guides, with past lives or whatever that resonate with you? And a lot of times it's really interesting because I've done this, like done that like a few times and it's been pretty accurate. And the first time I did it was um, at a workshop in Gettysburg and I didn't know this person. He didn't know me and we were all just strangers in a room. And the person that was doing it was telling us this is like basically intuitive reading and kind of energy exchange. And as soon as like we started to do the exercise, it was all like dimly lit and stuff. We had our hands, you know, just in the position that she told us to. And immediately, immediately I got teepees, I got wolves, I got feathers, I got Native American symbols everywhere, just jumping out, like, boom. I was telling him, you know, like, are you Native American? Do you have any ties to Native, like, the Natives and stuff like that? It was so bizarre because I didn't know who he was, and he had all these ties to Native Americans, whether it was his past, past lives, or, like, his family even. It's, like, as soon as we decided to, like, have that flow, images just popped up, like, left and right. It was just striking because he was saying, like, you were hitting every single nail on the head. And then um, I did another one with one of my friends in Virginia, and I saw, you know, in the Louisiana bayous, I saw people dressed all in white being baptized. Um, I saw ceremonial torches. I saw people in the head wraps and stuff like that. And he was saying, like, he definitely has ties to Louisiana because of family. And he has done stuff past, you know, before coming up to Virginia or whatever. I can know nothing about you. I don't know anything. And symbols, people, animals, whatever. Um, it's just that mutual exchange within each other, me and the person, their spirit guides, my spirit guides, and being open to the reciprocation of the flow. Because if you are kind of blocking off certain things, it's harder to get you to understand, like, I'm not doing this to freak you out. I'm doing this so that you can have insight. And sometimes people are not that, um, I don't want to say not insightful, but they're not open to the idea of accepting things from the beyond because they don't know how to gauge it or really answer it because it's so foreign to them. Yeah. So I feel, <laughs> I feel like this episode is going to get a little woo woo for some people, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, that is a side of me that I've never really shared with a bunch of people. Um, it's something that I've kept like very like private and very few people really know about. Um, but because of like everything that's happened and like messages that I've received, the direction that I'm taking my focus is starting to include that because I feel like I need to share that. I've been super intuitive even from like a very small yep. age. And I think we go through these periods of like fine tuning that as well as like kind of pushing it down, you know? So like, I've definitely had periods where I didn't really focus so much on that or kind of kept it quiet in a way. Um, I am one of the people that think that everybody is intuitive to some degree. Mm -hmm. I hate to say, I hate to use the word psychic. I prefer like intuitive. Yeah. Um, but I think everybody is, you know, intuitive or psychic to, to some sort of degree. I think that it it's only, it only gets stronger if you practice it, which is 
true for anything, right? So like we get smarter because we read books and we go to school and we get an education. Like we become fitter because we work out our muscles. Like anybody can become more intuitive and more in touch with that side of like the spiritual the realm or whatever. Um, simply by practicing it. It's something that I've been doing a lot more lately um, and have really gotten in touch with my like personal angels and spirit guides. It's funny that you were saying like you get things instantly. Like I have a, I call it a spirit guide meditation. So it's like a meditation that I put myself through and I go to this place and then I wait for my angels or my spirit guides to come to me. And we basically sit and have a conversation. Sometimes I ask questions. Sometimes I just take like whatever they're get, they're throwing at me. And I, it's usually helping me get clarity around a lot of situations. The direction that I'm taking everything right now with what I want to do um, is all coming from them. They're all being like, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And it's all stuff that like I thought I wanted to do, but like never really like found like the drive or the direction. And they're kind of giving that to me. But it's funny because I have one, I know this is going to sound so woo-woo for people that know, that have known me or followed me for a while. They'll be like, what the fuck? Um, but I have one spirit guide who is super talkative. Sometimes before I can even finish the meditation and like putting myself like into that space, she starts talking at me. Like she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, girl, okay, I got it. And it's interesting too, because and I know a lot of people don't believe in this. This is like a really prime example. And I had this conversation with um, my friend, Keitano, who I think was on episode two. Um, we were talking about spirit guided meditation. And the first time I did it within the past couple months, I sat down, I wrote out four questions that I wanted answers to. When I did this meditation, the things that I was told in response to those questions were completely out of left field, which made me know that like this wasn't a bunch of BS because I would never have given myself those answers. The things that I was told, I was like, just like blindsided. So I taught Kate Itano how to do that meditation. And I was like, just do it. Just go in with no expectations. And I had been getting like kind of intuitive thoughts about him as far as like what he needs to do with his like direction of his career and he did the meditation and he came back and was like oh my god like one of the people that came through was my father and my father I think we talked about this in episode two my father was like um his father was a jeweler and Keitano was like really creative and has this like amazing fashion sense. Like, I just love the way he like puts things together. And I, I told, kept telling him like, you need to do something more creative. You need to do something that is design related. And he said, he said, my father told me, why am I not continuing in his footsteps as a jewelry designer? And he was like, so he believed it too, because he was like, I never thought like any of this was going to come up. So it's not like I pulled it out of my ass or like I made it up, like, because these were not things I would have said. That is a long story. But I think that there's definitely something to that, like whole, like working on your intuitive side and like kind of strengthening that in a way. And it just takes practice, like you said. Um, so you and I had a conversation about all of this and how you went from like one kind of spiritual path into another spiritual path and kind of like where you are today. And I found that really fascinating because it is such an interesting story. And yeah. I think a lot of people have gone that way. Like I was raised Catholic, but I've gone in a different direction as well. So yeah. can you tell me a little, or tell us rather, a little bit more about like your spiritual journey background and then your spiritual journey like to get where you got today growing up like my mom and dad like divorced whenever I was very little and on his side of the family you know him being middle eastern from you know the Iraq Iran Afghanistan area 
um, it was primarily Muslim Islam, you know, follow the five daily prayers and all this other stuff. And it's just, I had to pretend like I was like that for his side of the family. But with my mom, she, you know, was raised Catholic. She went to catechism and all that stuff. But she always instilled in me, um, whatever you want to claim that you are, whether it's Christian, Jewish, Hindu, Buddhist, Taoist, whatever, read up on the religion, follow, like, see if the rules and kind of regulations apply to you, see if their practices speak to you, whatever, follow it to whatever degree, and, you know, if you decide to change to something else, go for it. I've also always been a free-spirited child, and still free-spirited now, um, in the sense where, you know, growing up in the two separate households, it was like, I felt more liberated with my mom than with like the strict, not strict, because they weren't even following like Islam to the T, but whatever. Um, finding um, and reading the different creation stories of Hinduism, of Christianity, of um, Buddhism, that whole mythology of it all, you know, was fascinating. Just like with Greek and Roman mythology, Egyptian mythology, um, Vikings even, you know, Norse and stuff like that. Um, seeing how everything was connected because there was always like a holy trinity of like a all omniscient God and then a divine son, a divine mother, and then, you know, something comes from nothing and then all of nothing is something and just pieces, just like everybody has the same pieces. It's just under a different name. And that's what people really don't understand also about religion is like everyone has the same creation story, the same destruction of the earth, the same rebirth of everything. To, I guess, get back on topic <laughs> um, with the spiritual journey, um, I, as I was growing up, I was just like, I don't know what I am. I don't really know what to claim myself as. I just always said, I'm free-spirited, happy-go-lucky, blah, you know? Um, but then years ago, whenever I was first dating my husband, um, I kind of fell into the realm of Wicca. And Wicca is like that newer... Um, fairly new I would say since like the early 19th or like 19th century 20th century whatever like it started to be like the new like cr like craze of you know there's witchcraft but it's not the traditional sense of witchcraft where you know you're using toad eyes and newt brains and all that stuff because of Shakespeare and everything but in a sense, with Wicca, it is more of the love side, the lighter side, the more um, attraction and receiving and the more, um, I would say, flowery and um, light, like lighter spirited kind of witchcraft or whatever. And I did that for, I would say, like a good solid three years. And like learning and reading all kinds of books from Silver Ravenswolf, Selena Fox, um, Scott Cunningham, Chris Penchak, Lori Cabot, um, Scott um, Cunningham. I think I said Scott Cunningham, but like uh, Raymond Buckland, that was the one. Um, and all like different people, you know they all say the same thing about Wicca and witchcraft and magic and philosophy and religion, but just how they word it is slightly different, but it's nice to get the different insights from people because that's how you grow. That's how you absorb. That's how you 
can put into practice what others are you're ingesting and making it into your own mind how can i word this and produce it after doing that for a solid three to four years um i broke away from wicca i never was part of any coven or any gathering or whatever of people and i just started to do more so of my own kind of eclectic witchcraft meaning drawing inspiration from other religions, other practices, other sects, but keeping in mind that there are closed practices for reasons, you know, like voodoo and hoodoo, um, some parts of Egyptian witchcraft that I fairly just recently learned from one of my um, people that I follow on TikTok and um, just different things that you notice that everybody shares the same thing, but how you execute it and how you say things and what you prepare with is different. And I would say um, now learning from the past up until this point, I want to grow more with tarot, grow more with the spiritual aspect of things to do more with um, light codes, uh, light work, um, dragon energies and um there's so much going on in the spiritual realm that's starting to awaken and be like you know you're remembering things or you're connecting with things that you never even dreamed of connecting with and never knew about connecting until somebody that you know has done so and you're just like huh i, I can get on this like this you know is kind of starting to trigger something because there are memories, locked memories, lost memories from past lives that come flooding back in. And you're just like, oh my God, like this is, wow. <laughs> you know, I would like to, from here, grow more with, you know, becoming a light worker, being that person of healing, of trust and calling upon the spirits around us and whomever's ancestors and stuff to um, give insight to an individual, a group of people or whomever, and help them help themselves in a way. Because you can only do so much to help a person up until the person says, okay, I got it from here. Because if you're doing all the work and they're doing nothing, they're not really gonna benefit anything because you're just they're just like, oh well, I thought you were gonna do this. I thought you were gonna do that. It's like I can only do so much on my end. You have to also put in the extra 50% or 75% because you're doing 25% of the work. Um, the energies around you are doing 25% of the work, and you have to do the extra 75 or however math works. <laughs> You know, that's what I want to do. And I've been somewhat doing that with being empathetic, intuitive, um, reading people's cards and having people just message me, call me and stuff and be like, hey, I need a vent, can you talk? Or like, can I talk with you? Whatever. And I'm always like, sure. Why not? You know, just talk at me, you know, just get off your chest. That's fine. You know, and people have done that and they still do. And that's for me in the beginning, I was like, why do you always come to me? I don't like know anything, what to give you, like any advice or whatever. Then I started to think of, okay, maybe they're coming to me because they can't really talk to anybody else. Maybe I'm the best soundboard as people say, the best soundboard for people to come to just to vent, because they can't vent to any other person. Um, they can't really vent to themselves. They can't talk to anybody because their best friend, their brother, sister, lover, whomever, is just going to be like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Don't do this, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, they don't want to hear that. They want to know that they can just talk to somebody or at somebody and have that person be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, 
huh? And just, they get it off their chest and it feels so much liberating to them because it's like, they don't have to hold it in anymore. That's, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on too is because I feel like a huge part of like wellness is that spiritual part too. So it's, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, like all those four areas, those four like pillars um, are, are key to like being well you can't have one without the other. So many people focus on the physical part, but they're lacking spiritually or they're not dealing with the emotional stuff that they have from their past and like tarot reading and oracle readings and all of that is a tool to like facilitate that healing, right? So you're helping to give them direction and you're getting them thinking about what's really going on um past life I'm a huge believer in past life regressions um my story is kind of crazy about past life um I've done it many times and I've learned some really interesting things out of it I don't have proof of what I learned but I learned something and I was able to take that and use that as part of like my healing journey so um I definitely think those are all like tools that we can use like to help with healing um I'm curious to know have you because I know you also um are like interested in massage and like body work somewhat yeah yeah have you looked into um Reiki I have people have asked me you know have you thought of doing Reiki in general because I've had people say that my hands are are light hands, meaning they see light emanating from my hands. And that is one of the signs of you could be potentially a Reiki master or a Reiki practitioner or whatever. And I mean, it's okay. It's not really my kind of cup of tea to really dive into um I mean I could probably do it if I like really buckled down and studied but I'm just not that interested in it I know that my mom's interested in it she does it a lot of our friends that we have mutually they do reiki and usui reiki dragon reiki um and all the different styles and stuff and it's like things are interesting like to hear about but for me to actually want to try to do it I'm like no I'd rather have somebody do it like on me but not necessarily do it on another person you're going to do it (laughs) (laughs) I can see it for you it might just be a little bit down the road but I can see it for you I was going to say um, with um, tarot cards and stuff, what you were saying about healing and things, tarot is an oracle cards. They give insight to any kind of problem that there is, or um, if something's kind of you're second guessing about something, it kind of shows up in the cards and there may be like a um, problem the current situation and a solution. There may be a something from the past that's progressing to where you are now to what a possible outcome would be. There's, you know, a present future and further future in like one of the spreads that I do. And it's like what you're feeling at this moment, what's going to happen in the near future because of what you're feeling right now. And then from that near future, what's going to happen in the further future because of the like the ripples they give insight they don't really necessarily give solutions they give possible um outcomes to something that's going on in that person's life i would say at that time up until the point of you getting a reading Anything that's been happening in the past that has led you up until the reading may appear in your reading and stuff. And 
there may be some future events that may unfold, but it's ultimately you're the driving force to whatever outcome. Yeah, I think I think a really good way of putting it is that having a reading just gives you clarity around a situation. And then like you said, it's really up to you to do the work. Like it's not going to be like a magical like oracle that's going to be like, this is going to happen. And this will, I mean, it's not, that's not how it is. I think that it gives you clarity around a situation. It gets you thinking. And then like, it's up to you to make those decisions. At least that's how I've always thought about it. Um, so that being said, do you want to give me a reading? Sure. All right. So the one deck that I just got is called the Teramuka. So based on Alphonse Muka's designs and everything and. Very uh, like, um, what is it? Art Nouveau? Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, he was actually one of the first, um, artists that I knew by name because I had a coloring book of his works and I took it to my second first grade second grade class because you know what do kids do on downtime they color and my book had you know the figures breasts exposed and everything showing the whole nipple and all that stuff and my teacher basically confiscated it because she was like, this is not like a like good coloring book and blah, 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 blah. And my mom was mad. She was livid. And she was like, it's a freaking coloring book. You know, I mean, it's art. It's li- like, there's no other real nudity except for the exposed breasts. And like, in art in general the exposed breasts mean something the full naked form means something one exposed breast means something i'm covered you know it's symbolism really but um anyway he was like one of the my he is one of my favorite artists and designers and stuff seeing this i was like i need this deck just because the artwork i've always connected with just from childhood and it's just a gorgeous styled deck and I want to know for you, do you just want a general reading of everything or would you want a present future future reading? Um, I guess let's do a present future future reading. Oh, okay. So we have jumpers, meaning um, cards that would love to speak out for the person that you're reading for, or sometimes even for you, if you're just doing it by yourself. So let's see. For the present, we have the Five of Cups. And I'll explain more after I lay them all out. For um, near future is the Queen of Wands. And for the further future is the Strength card. So Five of Cups, it has a figure in a field, um, kind of she's bundled together, hood on. She has three cups in front of her that are turned down, like they're spilling. And she has two cups behind her, you know, just standing straight up. Seeing this card as your present right now, I would say you're really too focused on the things that have, that are in front of you and that have kind of fallen away from you or that have um, spilt over and just like, there's nothing left or like they're kind of getting away from you. You have to remember that there are other like emotional ties and um, things that are still with you now behind you but you're too focused on what's happening here you forget that there are things in your past as well as what's going on in the background showing that they're still here they're still relevant you're too narrow-minded in the sense of focusing on what's happened to these cups and then the um, near future is the queen of wands 
and she is a woman sitting on her throne holding her wand very like you know cautiously i would say and she's like literally like staring at you like intensely wands represent passion and drive and fire and everything but seeing the this um like there's a volcano in the background that's like kind of erupting i would say she's ready to like go for this new explosion happening there's something like this new spark is going to combust into something magnificent um is there new ventures and stuff that you're having in the background that you're hoping to move forward into the future because like the volcano is like starting to smoke and like you can see like cracks are forming like the lava or magma whichever the two it's starting to um seep out you know like everything's slowly seeping out but like in the future or near future something's gonna like give that final pop and it's gonna just like and then in the um further future is the strength card and strength card represents um confidence really i would say power uh courage this woman is like literally like reclining and laying with the lion in the picture and she's not afraid she's ready to take whatever comes her way or whatever they comes her way and um she's ready to go she's like i am in control i have tamed my own lion you know the most one of the most ferocious beasts known to man i'm ready for whatever comes like throws at me because in the um connecting with the um other cards i would say she understands why like she can't just focus on what's in front of her she needs to also learn what's behind her um she has that fiery passion like the queen of wands has that delicateness but also that um sizz- like that boiling eruption ready to like just burst you know and in that further future she's ready she's determined she is powerful in her own right um in the book itself i'll just read what it says in the book overcoming baser instincts conquering fears um the joining of two opposing forces in harmony so basically you know you're going to be on the top of your game in the further future you're going to be ready to take things by the balls <laughs> i'm going to draw one more as just a confirmation card or affirmation and this one is i think i would say for judgment um it's definitely like going to be a release whatever is troubling you whatever um is boiling under the surface it's going to just release so much energy that you know that you're already in control even though you may not feel like you are um but with the um judgment card it's also kind of like a like a release really just a solid release from everything that you've been holding in and kind of too focused on to just let it all go and allow that passion to be basically erupt literally from within you and have that courage and that power and that drive to continue on forward that actually all makes sense <laughs>
I was being, I wanted to be quiet and just let you do your reading and not interrupt, but like that all totally makes sense to me. So you asked about like something that I'm working on. I am actually in the process of writing a book and this is something that I've wanted to do for, I can't even tell you how many years. And I remember thinking like years ago when I first had an inkling to do this, that like, who's going to want to read my story? Who, who am I to share my story? I'm nobody. And I remember my angels at the time saying, who are you not to share your story? Right? So like, even if what you share only helps one person, like, isn't that worth sharing your story? So now, because of everything that's happened with me in 2020, I feel like I have the courage now to like actually tell that story. So I've been getting a lot of messages to like write it. And then that it's funny that you said like strength and like taking um, like everything by the balls is like that I literally like wrote in my, <laughs> I got a new like planner for 2021 <laughs> and it has all these like goal setting activities that you have to do at the beginning of the year. And there's a space in here um, for things that you're gonna let go of in the next year and things that you wanna like leave behind. And I wrote, let go of self doubt and fear because that's what's keeping me back from writing this book is afraid that like people just like, what if I write this book and nobody buys it or nobody reads it or nobody cares? like. But for me, and you also mentioned this too, like writing this is going to be part of my own healing journey where I'm able to get all this out, like the volcano, I'm going to let it erupt into the pages of this book and hope that it does something for somebody. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I do readings for people and everything, I don't know what's going on in your life. I like, if we would, like, if I wanted to really focus on like having the different energies flow around us and stuff i'm pretty sure i would have gone a more like detailed and more like precisioned um thing but with the shuffling of the cars and stuff and like just the jumpers having to say what they need to say it's just i can't deny them that's your reading right there I can't just say like, oh, like I'm not gonna pay attention to those. Some people do. I noticed that um, some people are just like, if there's a jumper in that car, like in the reading or whatever, um, they may not pay attention to it. They'll just be like, eh, it's, it's nothing. But for me, I take jumpers seriously because sometimes they tell more of a story than any like detailed um spread like a Celtic cross spread or whatever you know they like three cars or however many cars it comes out as something in those messages right there pertain to the reader and or the um the seeker or it's also called the quarant um the person wanting the reading that's very significant to them and they need to hear what the um they have to say and you have to tell them this because the cards said so no it definitely i definitely got like i said clarity out of that like that i'm on the right path i guess of doing this so that was great thank you so before we wrap up um i always like to share every episode um one thing that i'm like grateful for or that i currently love and that can be like anything like a favorite tea you've discovered or something like that so before we go and wrap up just share one thing that you've been like super grateful for or are currently loving right now honestly meeting newer spiritual friends through facebook but really reconnecting with old ones and feeling reconnected to my higher self after um this past summer it was just letting go of the old job had like being in that job really severed the not really 
completely, but like really damaged the connection I had. But it did take a while to heal that side of me. And now I feel like I'm so much stronger in my spiritual aspect than I was before. And it, I love that I have the support from my mom, our friends in Gettysburg, the people that I got to know through her and the friends that we you know mutually on like the different groups that we're part of, it's just fantastic. And starting to grow more with them and within myself is so nice. It's so, like, I feel so much better. Do you have anything else you want to add or any questions? I don't think so. I mean, I hope that I did a well enough job to come back for whatever. <laughs> yeah, of course. Totally. Uh, totally. I'll have to go, we'll have to do a reading in person sometimes. Yeah. Soon. All right. Well, I will let you go. Thank you so much. Thank you.